people say love, they mean it transactionally. Mm. Right? I love you as long as you do Do things that make me feel good. Yes. If you don't do the things that make me feel good, or if you, even worse, you do something that makes me feel bad, I don't love love you. you. And I'm going to disconnect. I'm going to disconnect. Myself from you. Right. When you go to sleep at night, knowing you have an unbreakable love, Mm -hmm. an unbreakable Unbreakable friendship, an unbreakable connection. That's how you want to go to sleep. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. It's your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. And today, uh, I have another, another special guest coming through to talk to me and the rest of y'all. Um, today I have Kiana Alicia. That's correct. Because <laughs> people, you gotta give people a name, right? You know what I'm saying? People don't got to do a lot to put respect on people's names. Y'all got to remember that. You got to just say people's names right. I definitely but, would have corrected you. <laughs> I know. I know. That's how to get rid of it. But no. Uh, for <laughs> but no. Ch- uh, Chicago native um, photographer. Uh, I-, I like to call him a media curator of sorts. <laughs> you know? And also the vice president of Etc. Social here in Chicago. Yeah. Located within the Bronzeville area, right next, right on MLK, where you can easily find it and get to it. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, and I actually have a tidbit of uh, news with etc. Social. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, get, yeah, get, yeah. Because yeah. so, I just said that who who, who all knows what. Et yeah, so etc. Social is a um, millennial social club. Mm. Um, we just so happen to have. Uh, an event and meeting space that was on uh, King Drive. It was in the Bronzeville area. Uh, we no longer have the space anymore that's mm-hmm. um, there. We are going to get another space, but we okay. just want to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that space was small and the types of programs that we want to do, we want to be able to have like a loft space. Yep. So we can have different types of events there. Yep. Um, but the social club is still going. I'm calling it right now that we're going into like phase 2.0. Mm. Uh, Because we're approaching one year anniversary. So there's a lot of things that we learned in our first year. It's eight NIU NIU alum. Um, We're just sitting and thinking, okay, how can we make things bigger and better in 2019 for millennials? Mm. Um, So we're going through a lot of changes. Um, We're looking at some spaces. We found some some dope lofts um, that are in Chicago, and I'm hoping that we can get one. Um, at the latest, February 2019. Mm. <laughs> I'm with it. But you know, I, I wanted to, because I never told you about what I thought about it when you yeah. first, uh, like, when, you, when I first met you and I looked into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, I thought it was genius. Mm-hmm. First off, I thought it was something that uh, I immediately understood what the need of it was for. Mm-hmm. And I thought about just um, how many how many of my coworkers who may have had some either uh, uh, some type of organic social uh kind of network or something like that where it was like no matter what th- whatever they needed or whatever they're getting to they already kind of had a, a contact they already had a like some type of access into a thing mm-hmm. and i think you know what i noticed about chicago when i moved here was that yes it being a big city 
it's still pretty damn small, especially exactly. from the black community. Exactly. Um, and it's like literally not even six degrees, but two degrees mm -hmm. from someone where you could just say someone's name like, oh yeah, I know them from such and such. Or, exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You used to date type shit. All like all type of stuff because that was so crazy to me. But to know that everything isn't functioning in the full capacity as it always should in the city, mm -hmm. it baffled me the first time I got here because I was like, oh, okay, so I know this. I was like, so this must be kind of a really easy city to kind of maneuver in for people yeah, if everyone already knows each other mm -hmm. or everyone's already kind of connected in a way or familiar. And to find out that you still had that as a uh, definite barrier of like just connection and collaboration, mm -hmm. that was when I was like, oh, damn, well. And then I seen, you know, you came up with this. You guys yeah. came up with this and, um, I think it was beautiful. I think it was something that's very well needed. And just coming to the event, the uh, millennium, the uh, media, media, what's the media? What was the meeting? Because it was M3. <laughs> millennial Media Meetup. Yes, yes. I was like, get tongue twied. Yeah, you know, like, just say M3, hurt me. I was but like, we have to myself. let the people know. <laughs> yes, got to let the people know. And I enjoy, I enjoy myself. But even at, even at that event, I realized, like, how, how, like, often because i feel that another thing about chicago that i noticed is everyone who's here is also very familiar and from here too mm -hmm. like you have uh, i think it definitely feels like it's more of like a i don't know i guess the 60 40 mm -hmm. kind of split when you're talking about people who moved here and live here yeah, we have and a people lot of, who are we just have came a lot back of home. transplants yeah um and i was driving lyft at a period of time and mm -hmm. you know you have conversations with your Lyft drivers yep. or whatever and whenever I would get someone that I thought was a millennial I would tell them about it and they're like oh my god I just moved here I don't really know people mm -hmm. I would like, like you know telling them about the programs that we would do because we like to um provide programs of substance yeah. because you can go to a party anywhere in the city. It's exactly. the same parties going on every week. You Thursday night you go here, Friday night is here, here. But we wanted to offer a variety of things. So that kind of goes along with our name, et cetera, because mm -hmm. et cetera usually means like everything else. Yep. You know what I mean? So I agree. I agree. And I think that was the first thing that I was attracted to because I, before I even moved to Chicago, I knew Chicago was a place that was known for always being festive and having, they can put on a great, you know, party and something social and something that, you know, you can go and just celebrate and have a good time with your friends. Mm -hmm. um, so I never doubted that that was something I would have. But yeah. when, when, since I'm a resident, it's like I need more than just to, you know, know what I'm going to do yeah. on a Saturday night. I want to know if there's something, you know, constructive I can do to meet people. Because I can't meet everyone, mm -hmm. like, in a club. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going with friends, we in our own, you know, thing, and we might interact with you know a few people while we there but for the most part we here with each other we here yeah. having a good time with each other and <laughs> you just to branch off and meet more people yeah. um, in a space where it makes sense i think that was what i was really looking for too yeah i was gonna say and it's it's something that's missing because there are social clubs in the city mm -hmm. um, but when you think of social club you think of old white man yep. you know what i mean yep. old white man with with some money mm -hmm. you know what i mean they're playing paying this uh membership fee mm -hmm. um, that is an, a ridiculous amount and we wanted to offer something that was subsidized and even still right now since we're moving on to this 2.0 phase uh, we're even looking at the pricing to say is this reasonable for millennials because mm -hmm. some people have the means to pay something mm -hmm. others don't mm -hmm. uh, we also had a lot of members that were their, their own little nonprofit businesses. It's like, do we charge them the same amount as mm. we're charging someone else? Mm. Are we partner with 
partnering with them because they're doing community service. You know what I mean? It's a lot of things to think of. Shout out to Fresh Vision Group, um, who was one of our resident members. They would do the um, bagged lunches for the homeless. Mm. So they were doing that every other week. Um, So they utilized the space. And I believe the Ida B. Wells uh, Women's Group will utilize our space a lot, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my ex was in there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think... It's what it's very well needed, and I felt like I immediately was, you know, trying to jump into all, all that I could <laughs> and uh, try to figure certain things out. Because I definitely, since I've been here, have had a real interesting sense of like navigating Chicago and trying to figure out like what makes sense and who, 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 what, when. And um, it's been very. Uh, I think it's definitely been an uphill battle for me because I'm Southern as hell, <laughs> so it makes me naive as hell with certain aspects of just the. Just the Chicago culture in a lot of ways, and then uh, I immediately recognized like the difference in mentality between me and men who are from here. Yes. Uh, and it was like, cause that was I felt like that was who I was meeting first. Yeah. I was meeting so many people who were from here first, and so it was like, oh, it's like shit really is different around here. Like mm-hmm. it really is. And it's a different breed of people. Yeah, and it was and, it, and what's crazy is because it doesn't. I didn't even feel it or see it initially because it didn't. It didn't come off to me as like um, cold or anything. Mm-hmm. But it definitely, in retrospect, came off as like, okay, we're gonna let you in, but what the hell are you doing here? Like, what you really need? You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it was definitely like this guardedness that I noticed, but they mm-hmm. still wanted to see what you was about. Yeah, but it was just like, fuck with you. Gonna be you know? standoffish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and. Um, Definitely got, you know, in weird situations, got weird misunderstandings and all type of stuff, just trying to, like, get in the mix and jump right in with, you know, with both feet. Mm. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I'm not even tripping. I think, you know, you live and you learn. Uh, but let's get into this conversation. Absolutely. One thing, um, the way that I met Kiana was essentially Derek Butler. Shout out to him. It was He just uh, celebrated a birthday a few days ago. Um, had invited us to be a part of his We The People podcast to speak about millennials and when it comes to dating and relationships. Um, and we sat right next to each other, you know what I'm saying? Thigh to thigh on the, on the couch. Literally you know thigh what I'm to thigh. We was, all, we was all in there. We all got comfortable that day. And um, great conversation. Make sure you check it out. I also put it on my own uh, feed so you can listen to that. But uh, she, one thing Keanu was doing the whole episode was giving out free game. <laughs> And it was exactly that. I was, that. and then you know what? We need the unedited footage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know y'all got that footage, and yeah. I forgot all the stuff I said, but yeah, I wanted to write it down myself. Yeah. <laughs> It was. It was. By, I was like, I'm with you. Go ahead. Say, say, say what you need to say. Um, real talk. Real talk. And so, I had to bring her back because I wanted her perspective. The the no the time of the year that we're in. You know, some of the young folks. You know, I think people have graduated out of this way of thinking, hopefully. But, you know, we call this the time of season when people starting to think about getting close to somebody. Absolutely. You know, you know, we used to call it cuffing season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think uh, it's good that people, I feel like, I didn't, I didn't hear too many people talking about no damn cuffing season or tweeting about it or nothing like that. So, hopefully, we putting that, I guess, uh, energy to rest. But... I wanted to, you know, come and have a conversation just and get some of this free game. I had to, I had to get her, get her here, so y'all can get you some free game too. You might have made a mistake. No, that's no. Then look, if I did, then you know, look, that's fine. I'm with that. But this is, what we're gonna make it happen. All right, we're gonna let it happen. So I want to start off heavy and start off right into it. And the first question that I have for you 
is everyone everyone has these different you know uh kind of like i guess opinions about relationships and things like that today no matter what stage you are in your uh in your kind of just life you you know fresh out of school fresh out of grad school if you kind of just you know trying to figure things out if you know if you're just fr fresh out of this long relationship, you messed around and you know got married. People are in so many different stages at this point in our lives. You meet so many different types of people who, uh, and, and because of that, I think people definitely kind of use this, uh, the 20s um, to their advantage. You know, by saying, you know, you know, we can do something, but we can't, you know, we don't have to do that deep. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't gotta do this. We don't gotta do that. And I think one thing that I noticed and one thing that's uh, a lot of my, uh, friends from college bring to me all the time is just like Rodney do you think I'm you know doing this doing that and I'm like I mean yeah I don't know if you should if you <laughs> like you're gonna be upset with yourself after the fact if you do certain things or whatever whatever and the main thing that I feel like I kept seeing and uh, getting asked was a on the subject of standards mm -hmm. and I would love to know if you if you have noticed within just the ether within the atmosphere within the dating game with within yourself and, and just your friends, do you believe that, you know, that we have lowered our standards just to have love or relationship? Okay. Like, do you believe that is something that is being seen? Because I've seen it in aspects, but I don't know if this is such a huge trend. Okay, so, <clears throat> it's funny because I say this all the time, I'm just talking to my friends in general. We're all approaching 30, mm -hmm. me and my friends. Mm -hmm. So I say, not just about them, but about our peers in general because of the social media age. I always mention um, people settling down. Mm. Because we're at that age, we're starting to get invited to weddings, people getting engaged, people having kids. I say, um, are you wanting to settle mm. or are you wanting to settle down? Mm. Because those are two different things. And I feel like, I hate to use gender, but I do feel like women, we have this biological clock. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking about, okay, I wanna have kids one day. I wanna do this, I wanna do this because society has conditioned us to think we have this timeline that we have to meet. I know me personally, I thought that I would be married at 25. Mm. I thought that I would have kids in my 20s because mm -hmm. just looking back at my family, the pattern was pretty much everybody in my family had a child when they were like 20. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, everybody's kind of young. Like my mom, I consider her to be a young mother mm -hmm. because she had me when she was 19. Mm -hmm. My grandmother, my grandmother isn't even 70 yet. Yep. You know what I mean? So. I, I started mapping this out as a child saying, okay, I'm going to be married by this age. I'm going to have kids. And it's crazy because so many women do that, but they never insert an actual man into <laughs> mm. into this plan. You you have to have a man in order for you to do all of those things. Damn, that's kind of deep, though, when you think about it. Right. And, I, and, and that's not technically true because you can still have children still without have children. having an actual exactly. man. But I'm saying, like, we never think about the man. It's just, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. um, and at Etc. Social, I had an event called Dear Future Husband. Mm -hmm. And Dear Future Husband um, was basically... It was basically an event 
um, where we focused on the things we want as women um, and the things we go through as women. And so many women in the room said, oh, they wanted to be married. They wanted to be married. There were probably about five married women that were actually there. And two of them were speakers. Mm. And they said, all my life I wanted to be married. And then when I actually got married, I was like, wow, this is a lot of work. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I just know I wanted to get married. And I don't want to, I don't ever want to be that type of person. Yeah. I feel like once I realized I wasn't getting married at 25, my eyes, like they opened up because I'm just like, okay, shit's not going to happen the way I want it to happen. Exactly. Um, so I just question my peers rather than give advice. I always ask thought provoking questions. Mm -hmm. Are you wanting to settle down or do you want to settle? Yeah. <laughs> Free game, y'all. Getting into this, you know Swear. what I'm saying? Get into this, get into this. But no, I, I think that's a great, I think that's a beautiful point because, um, I think you know, inversely, when I talk to you know other men about kind of where they are and what they feel, um, I have several friends, and you know, and I'm I'm, I'm 25, and I have mm -hmm. several friends who have, are who are already getting married, mm -hmm. um, and or who already have gotten married earlier on and um so it's i think you know as women have this you know biological kind of uh, clock that kind of is always over their heads and it's always thinking about and kind of motivating decisions at, at times with men it's this kind of you know financial thing you know mm -hmm. it's like uh it's definitely something i've talked to people about just like okay so you've been you and your girl been living together for this long it's kind of like y'all been together for this long you know, it's like, I know she probably pitching or even she not saying that she probably assuming that you thinking about doing something. Right. And he'd be like, you think so? I'm like, yeah, nigga. Like, you think she just going to be cool? With, like, was cool with moving in with you? Mm -hmm. Not even you moving in with her, where it's her name on the lease or something. Uh, Y'all yeah. getting something together. Like, she is really trusting you and doing all these things. You don't think she really want more from this and like y'all even haven't had the conversation and he was like well, i mean she ain't brought it up I'm, exactly. like, I'm like i'm telling you bro you you if you, you might want to just kind of be about this and a lot of them say you know well, i don't think i'm in a good place you know what i'm saying work is you know cool but it's like i need a little bit more i ain't really got it to you know i'm trying to work out my credit i'm trying to do figure this out and i think it's something that people still kind of you know use as something to be like all right cool cool but i think also I've found men who, once they do feel like they're in a comfortable place, they immediately are ready to. Mm. And I don't think that's the healthiest thing either. Because it's kind of like, just because I got it now, just because I'm in a good place now, yeah, I should go ahead and, you know, get married then. And it's like, nah, I mean, if you, are you good? Like, are you really mm -hmm. prepared and ready and have all your stuff together, or at least <laughs> mostly together to even kind of present yourself as somebody's spouse? Or... Are you just doing it because you know you can now? Like you know, you know you can, and you already believe that there's somebody out there just waiting for you to be like, all right, let me go ahead and wife you up. I feel like I feel like men are mostly, of course, women mature faster than men. For sure. But I feel like men are mostly thinking of themselves and mm -hmm. thinking about. Okay, I have to be the best me I can be before I can be with a woman mm -hmm. completely and fully, meaning working on your education, working on stability mm -hmm. financially, having a, a house over your head so that you could be a provider for a woman. Mm -hmm. And then it sometimes feels like the woman is only worried about what everybody else thinks about her. Mm. Because if 
Like right now. Yeah. 29 years old. I don't have a man. Um, and people are wondering what's wrong with, with her. you. Yeah. yeah. Like what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. and the first thing they say that you're a beautiful woman. Yeah. What's, and it's what's just like, on? baby looks ain't never been the issue. Yeah. It's just that I don't want to be in a relationship. I'll tell you guys a story. Mm-hmm. My grandmother. Now I said, my grandmother isn't 70 years old, but she acts like she's 102. <laughs> I'm so serious, and it's something about I never want to be that type of older person because I feel like I already act younger yeah. than I am. Yeah. Um, but she basically, she was working at this school, mm-hmm. and this teacher, his mother was working with my with my grandmother. They mm-hmm. were working in the cafeteria. Okay. And her, she was an, an Asian woman, mm-hmm. the lady, and her son was Asian and black. Okay. So he's a teacher. He was like in his 30s or whatever like that. My grandmother, she calls me and I'm thinking somebody died. died, died 100%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so I deserve to be self. And just because a woman is single and I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with people. Just because a woman is single, that doesn't mean something is wrong with her. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I, think I totally agree. And I think it's interesting because it's like. There's way more women in the world than there are men. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we kind of pressure and we position women to be, already have this kind of pre, pre, pre you know, predisposed to being, you know, you got to be a mother, you got to be a wife, you got to, you know, understand and learn it because you're going to be somebody's wife or mother one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many women in the world. I think nature and I feel like just common sense tells me that there's some people who don't have to be. There's some people who, for, for so many reasons, you know, by choice, by just by, you know, pure, just it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense for their lives or whatever it could be. And uh, because when it comes to men, it's never a thing. You know, it's a lot of old heads who still old heads, still kicking it, still got the little young, young thing. And and it gets to them getting to that level for people to might to maybe give them some type of criticism. Mm-hmm. But, you know. But I know the people that I know who are, you know, in their 30s or who are doing whatever they, or better yet, alums, always come to me and be like, you know, Rod, you need to just not do nothing right now. You need to not, (laughs) you need to not be settling down. And it's really this projection that's going on because it's like, like you got, you got married when you was 24 and you now divorced and now you're 35. And now you looking at me like, man, if I was 24, 25, man, I would just be that ah, type. And it's like they get so they get so weirded out when I say, you know, I like I enjoy I enjoy relationships. And, you know, that's something that I feel like, you know, I, I know why I do. And they like, wow, though, like, why are you why are you going to be like that? Why you, why every man isn't and it's, the same. It's, we're not the same. Way. <laughs> I think no one, no one is the same. And I think we have to not only be honest with ourselves, but kind of find that truth within yeah. us and move accordingly. Um, but also, I think you can't, you know, be very toxic or create excuses for you to kind of kind of go in and out of it, you know, because mm-hmm. I see that so often with so many men I know, so many men I went to school, it's like, I, was gonna say, I don't want nobody, I don't believe in labels, can I be pop honest, with a though, girlfriend. I was going to say that not all men are the same, and no. I do know quite a few men who are like that, that they enjoy being in relationships, mm-hmm. and they like how that feel, but at the same time, I have to be judgmental just for a second, be judgmental. <laughs> because the men that I know that do enjoy that, um, it's confusing to observe them because 
it seems like they're more what am I trying to say? They are more interested in the idea of love mm -hmm. than the actual person. Mm -hmm. um, because I know a lot of men that have never been single. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, why have you, you're an adult. You've never, even from your youth, you have never not been with a woman. Mm -hmm. To take some time to see, don't you see, if you're going through women, you know, every, every other week you have a different girlfriend. Mm -hmm something's going wrong where you have to keep getting another girlfriend so why not take that time sit back mm -hmm. reflect and say what is it that i really want mm -hmm. for me yes and i know a lot of men that are like that and then i don't know it's just so confusing it's just like just to have someone but it doesn't matter who that someone is you can insert anyone mm. yeah and you know what to be uh to be fully honest i think early on especially coming out of school i definitely seen myself as what you're describing mm -hmm. um, because I couldn't because I feel like when I had a conversation with somebody and um, they were just speaking about a specific those specific characteristics and I had to truly kind of like reflect and look at myself mm -hmm. and once I deduced that you know I believe this is these are some of the traits that I have myself um, and why that is uh, what's crazy is I thought about um, one thing um, Will Smith said on his, on his uh, episode of Red Table Talk when he talked about you know if Sheree, I think it was, um, what's his uh, first? Sheree. Mm -hmm. He said if Sheree never divorced him, he would have never divorced her. Even though he he knew. Men he, wait he, for the, the woman to yeah, break even up though with he knew, mm -hmm. Even though he knew this and knew that. And it was like, I felt so, I felt so many ways about that. Because I was immediately thinking like, you know what? Marriage is something that I see as a goal in my life because it's something I've never seen in my family. Yeah. So I think, you know, I have this weird, this weird and interesting um, affinity to it yes. and, and affinity to just healthy relationships. And also the uh, the process of, you know, learning specific things about myself as a person who is committed to someone. Um, There's so many things that I learned within that as well. And I think I was being a person who enjoys, you know, seeing the see like catching the flaws seeing where improvement is needing and you know actively trying to correct those things i think that was the thing that I, that kind of fed that energy too mm -hmm. they fed me wanting to you know maintain like stay in these relationships because it felt like i felt like i was getting better and better as a person mm -hmm. you know because it was like these observations this kind of close observation of someone and they're giving me they're giving me we're talking about these things they're telling me about myself we're telling me about these things negative and positive and i was able to deduce exactly what what may be wrong with me, what because I just didn't know how certain things worked. Yeah, and I think it took me um, moving here, being in a relationship, moving here, uh, and essentially that ending, and then me having to be alone. It was kind of like it was like it was like the universe made it happen for me if I didn't make the choice myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was when I realized and had to come to come to realize that this is the person that I've been for so long. And you can't move like this moving forward. Like you have to truly not only give yourself time, but the intention that you're going into with relationships has to be from a place of like this person is, you know, really connecting with you. And something about this individual mm -hmm. that's bringing you this, you know, this joy or bringing you this, ex you know, this extended happiness past what you can give yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that was what I had to figure out before I could like move on to anyone else or do anything else or really truly even date even date and yeah. like I, during that time it was just solitude and trying to you know get my life 
into a place where, because I, I thought my shit was in shambles. You know, when I got broken up with, I thought, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. I'm the worst motherfucker ever. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just terrible. I thought I was cool. I thought I was good. I thought I was on the way. Yeah. You know. Uh, and then once I f realized, you know, what was going on, and then realized the why and what, you know, and what caused that. I think, you know, it made me truly kind of adjust the way I moved and adjust the way I thought and adjust me because it, I felt like it was a necessity because I think it was, I, if I would have stayed that way, I believe I would have kind of gotten to a place to where I was with someone that I didn't even have to be with and wasting their time because I see, I'm seeing so many things about them that benefits me and benefits, I guess, my own ego as well to just feel good and feel like I've accomplished this goal this childhood goal that I feel like I've always had. Mm -hmm. And so now I feel like I gotta, not only, now I feel like I'm that I've kind of grown out of that and have reassessed how I kind of approach relationships. It feels so much better. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much better I would feel coming out of that uh, mentality, that frame of mind. Yeah. But uh, I think it's something that people do need to kind of reflect on and see themselves and see what type of person you are going into this and what. Cause I think you know with Will and Jada, they kind of lucked. He kind of lucked up, exactly. You know, like cause he, cause Jada or some, you know, Jada didn't have to be that person for him. She could have just been a, a, a beautiful person to kind of help him realize something mm -hmm. and just kind of give him a lesson. But the fact that they did find each other and just so happened they did have this connection with each other, uh, it kind of you know lucked up. They kind of lucked up in that situation, which is not something that's gonna happen all the time, y'all. You know, just you know, just so you know, but. Be, be optimistic. Yeah. Um, I was talking to this guy, um, and he was the same as the, the type of person that we were describing. Mm -hmm. And I had to ask him, I'm like, uh, like, why do you do that? Why do you jump from relationship to relationship? Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, you make it worse because you put it on social media when you're dating someone new. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you do that? And he was very honest about, I don't like to be alone. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, but... Like, none of these women have anything in common. I, I'm not even sure why I'm inter even entertaining talking to someone like you because you're not stable. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't understand that thought process. And mm -hmm. I've never been, um, I like to call it like a serial dater. If yeah. you remember on the show we were on, yeah. there was the couple sitting on the end. Yeah. And um, they're my friends. Mm -hmm. and Rodney. Yeah, and Rodney, Rodney. The other Rodney. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but... I called um, his fiance a serial dater when we first became friends, mm -hmm. and she—I wasn't trying to offend her. I just said I don't understand the process because I, I just don't see myself going out with multiple different men. I know what I like and I know what I don't like, um, so I just can't see myself every week. Like I got another date, got another date, got another date, got another date. That doesn't—that mm -hmm. doesn't do anything for me. Mm -hmm. I turn—I turn men down all the time. Like I have a man. <laughs> like I mean, it'd be so bad like and it's just like I'm genuinely not interested mm -hmm. in, in in dating mm -hmm. so it's a no yeah like and then it's at the r most random times I think I was I think I was in Ross and I just so happened to be by the underwear section Damn. <laughs> and That's this man way pops up you know when you're in stores you're kind of looking at your phone you're doing multiple things while yeah. you're in the store and I felt you. I felt someone following me. Mm. But I'm like, it's a store. There's a lot of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, he could just. So I turned around, yeah. and he was an older gentleman, uh -huh. which older men don't usually approach me. Mm -hmm. So he was like, "Excuse me," 
And I was like, yes, I'm thinking he about to say, you got tissue on your shoe. You know, <laughs> that's, I'm literally thinking that's the last thing that he was going to do was try need? to. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was like, um, would it be too much to ask if I asked for your number? Mm. And I, I looked him dead in his eye and I said, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And I kept shopping. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. And then he just walked away, which I'm glad he that was his response. Uh, yeah. But I, I never understood the thought process of a man asking for a woman's number and we haven't discussed anything. Mm-hmm. I could be crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I have to... I have to like you first, you know what I mean? Because it take a woman seconds to know if I want to have a conversation with this person. Mm-hmm. But if you and I haven't talked about anything and you're only looking at my physical appearance, it's always going to be enough. Not the gate. Unless I'm also attracted to <laughs> <laughs> Because if I saw you first. Of course. If I saw you first mm-hmm. and you approached me and asked me for my number, that's something different because yeah. I had interest. hmm but if you're approaching me, I'm instantly thinking, I know men are visual creatures. I For know sure. you're looking at, you know, even though I had on the largest winter coat on the planet Earth. Yeah. He saw, he saw something that he liked, and mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I'm flattered, but at the same time, I'm not interested. Yeah, no, that's real. That's real. That's real. And that's that's something. That's that's funny. Because <laughs> so I'm... I, when in dating, I I am Mister. Uh, I need that green light, you know. Right. Because uh, I, I hate I hate I hate wasting people's time. I hate wasting my own. And like I was real, real big with that in school. I, I remember seeing so many people just like stopping, stopping, you know, stopping women just on, you know, on their way to class or just trying to, you know, do whatever they're doing and just in the in people public. still blow the car horn. If you're walking, they oh, still damn. blow the car horn at women. Car horn mm-hmm. move, huh? I'm the like, car dang, horn. I'm I got I'm fully clothed out here. I can see if yeah. I had on some shorts nah, or something. Nah, that's not it. That's not it. That's not <laughs> it. I'm I'm really big on like kind of, you know, either creating opportunities for us to kind of have a conversation mm-hmm. or within a space where it just kind of something can just be started like we're both we're in fine we in the financial aid office in the financial aid line you know what i'm saying we both we both don't want to be here doing what we're doing but we got to just do this mm-hmm. perfect time to just get our minds off of this and have a you know a stimulated conversation and moments like that is ones i kind of tried to i was very aware of and kind of jumped on it was like you know i seen it and especially when it was on campus, it's like, I'm going to see you again. Yeah. And if I don't, then that's fine. See, this reminds me of the free game tip, one of the free games What's that, that I said. So, if you're interested in talks of likes, I would I would have a conversation with you. Like you said, we're in the financial aid line. You said something funny or whatever yeah, like yeah. that. It's just like, oh, okay, because we're already engaging in conversation with each other. And if I want to continue that conversation, then it makes sense to be like, oh, can, you know, can I have your number or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So that's that reminds me of what I said for men and women. If you do want to talk to someone, the easiest thing to do is come up with like a little trick that it usually will work every time. So I told you guys that the trick is, let's say you're in the financial aid line. You see a woman that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. You go up to her and you say, Jasmine, right? She's going to either, her name could be Jasmine. That could be. It could be Jasmine, then you on your own. Yeah. But if her name isn't Jasmine, usually she's probably going to either be like, uh, no, like my name is such and such, or she's going to laugh and say, no, it's not. But you can start a conversation with that mm-hmm. or look at something that she has on. Um, 
look at something that she has on and compliment it, but not in the, like sexualizing what she has no, on or bag. something that's like that. Right yeah, yeah, my, yeah. You shit. can't, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't sexualize because we're in the era of, of Me Too. Yeah. Also, so you mm-hmm. have to be really careful as a man. Um, and I also told you guys too um, in regards, like even at work or saying something, you ask someone, "Oh, new haircut, right?" Rather mm-hmm. than saying, "Hey, you got a new haircut," such, 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 such. You you um, form it as a question to mm-hmm. give that person the opportunity to talk about themselves mm-hmm. and then then try to take it first like mold the conversation yes yes <laughs> yes 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 mold the conversation and then they're either going to have interest in talking to you mm-hmm. or they're not yes and i think I, I personally just to not even go too deep on that just because you mentioned it but like i thought it was interesting that so many men kind of you know reacted like damn how do we talk to women anymore just the times we're living in you can get in trouble saying anything doing anything now and I never, I never understood it, the that type of outrage, because it's like, damn, y'all really out here just talking foul, talking just all types of crazy to people. You, you gotta be if you like are reacting to this from a place of like, oh, okay, well, I, I get it, you know. Then I'm gonna be mindful of these type of things and also, you know, check people around me who may be doing that. But if you on some like, damn, we can't even talk to y'all no more. It's like, bro, what, what do you want to say? Like, what yeah. do you, what do you want to have the freedom to say that you now feel like you can't? Like what? What are you trying you don't to convey? Know how to talk to women yeah. to begin with. That's that's all that is, and I think a lot of people are being, you know, checked on that, and they don't know how to handle it because they 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 only want to know, they only want to emote this thing that they feel that may be just kind of like this kind of real selfish thing, like damn, mom, you know what I'm saying? I like this little, you know, whatever that you got on or whatever. Yeah. You know, you looking real good, you know what I'm saying? And some women, every woman is different. Yeah. But of course you can't tell if that's going to be, that's how you respond to all women. Exactly. But you just have to be more mindful of how you are complimenting someone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or just, or don't do it at all. Recognize, acknowledge that this person looks really nice today. You know what I mean? And then just move forward. I think I think a lot of men, uh, just because rejection is something that comes with being a man, that's something that you got to learn early. That mm-hmm. you, everyone who you step to is not going to want you. I think a lot of mm-hmm. I think a lot of <laughs> men think about their uh, the wins more than the losses. So it's like yeah. so it's like okay, yeah, I got like ten ten no's. Ooh, yes, I admire. I and admire people who are that confident to approach people. But I think that can be problematic if their if their approach is wrong. Yeah. Because yeah, they're gonna yeah. only think about like, well, you know what I'm saying? It's work for you know Keisha and them. You know what I'm saying? Literally, so I'm, a, I'm, a, so I'm, a, I'm a, this isn't the move. It's gonna it's gonna catch somebody. I went to um, Persona, mm-hmm. which is a popular, um, I believe, it's black owned club yeah, downtown. And uh, it was supposed to be like a Greek night event, okay. like school days, old school Greeks, yeah. whatever. So and Persona usually has like an older crowd. So it's usually about like 30 to 40 year olds mm-hmm. in there. Um, I was sitting down. I was extremely early. None of my friends were there. And I don't mind showing up to places early if I want to get a drink and just wait for them. Yeah. I'm in there chilling, but I'm sitting alone. Yeah. I happen to think I'm a decent looking young lady. So I'm sitting there. So I'm sitting there and this older man comes up to me. Now you can kind of tell how tall someone is mm-hmm. when they walking up. And I'm usually not the type of person like, oh, don't talk to me. You're under six feet tall. Like <laughs> but there was a lot of issues with this situation okay, because okay. he was old enough to be like my great grandfather. And then he also was under five feet. Ooh. So when he walked up to me, 
I was already ready to entertain a conversation with him because I was just like, oh, this is going to be, you know, playful. this there is going to be playful. Yeah, he's serious. not serious. or mm-hmm. And at the most, he's probably going to want to buy me a drink, which I don't care. Yeah. I really don't need a drink, but whatever. Yeah. So he comes over and he touches me. Mm. And so that's an automatic no, because I I don't really like people to touch me, even mm-hmm. friends. Like I have to welcome that energy. Mm-hmm. And then he also touched a weird part of my body. He touched my elbow, which was really Whoa. strange and felt strange. Yeah. So he rubbed my elbow, right. and he was just like, uh, "What a party at." Whoa. And I was like, I don't know if that's called for drugs or if you're just being weird. Like I've never heard anyone approach someone. And then he held his hand out. And say, can I have this dance? Mind you, this is like a hip hop R and B club, so it wasn't even a slow song. On you know what song was on? What song was on? Vibrant thing by Q Tip. Hey, that's a good song. It's a good song, but what kind of dancing was we about to do? Especially when you, <laughs> my thing is, if you never said how old, like how old the man looked. Yeah. I don't. I'm just trying to figure out this whole he kind of like, combination. Yeah. You, you, you're right. He did have a lot of things going on. He's short. He just listened to Jagged Edge talking about where the party's at <laughs> and talking about can I have this dance as his probably did in his day. Back in his day, right, you know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> so, exactly. But it's just a combination. But it was in the elbow touch. It, it, it uh, creeped me out. I was really uncomfortable because I'm just like, I I understand like when you're at a club and maybe the man, a man touches the small of your back mm-hmm. because they're like trying to whisper is loud or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't think that would have bothered me, but it was the elbow because I'm like, why are you touching that part mm-hmm. of my body? That's really weird mm. and then also why are you touching me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, um, I don't know i think it's i think it's strange i think it's strange uh very strange but moving on to my next question to you and i think this is one that is gonna segue down a, a rabbit hole of just mm, just just interesting just interesting uh topics but dating potential is something that i think is an interesting conversation Especially when you're talking about in your, you know, in your 20s and 30s. It's because, you know, so many people are developing, starting new things, you know, having these interesting life changes, have matured to a certain point to where now they can, you know, acquire certain things or do certain things or, you know, claim experience within a certain thing. Uh, But also a lot of people are just working. A lot of people are trying to get it together. A lot of people, you know, are quote unquote showing potential. and I think so many, I, at least for me, I talk to so many, and we. I think people joke around with so many people about like, the people that they're with by like, oh damn, you, you was like, you know, you dating this guy who, you know, he on his third mixtape or whatever, you know, but you know, he's, he's, he, right, he kind of cool, you know, what you, what he doing? What, what are you doing with this? You know what I'm saying? You guys been together for this long? You gonna really keep holding down or you gonna let this go? Because he's not doing, he's not putting energy into anything else. And it's kind of like, you don't ever want to kill a dream but also it's like, what are we doing type thing? And I would love to know your opinion on just the, kind of like the notion of just dating potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and is is dating potential bad? Um, okay, so I'm trying to process what, what exactly you're asking. Mm-hmm. So you just mean, let's say, for example, I'll use a situation that I was in. Mm-hmm with an ex we were very young yes. so when you young you ain't really got no money like that exactly. you were in school exactly. um but i've had i've had a few situations with dating athletes mm-hmm. um and when you're young dating an athlete 
it's difficult because every athlete has the hopes and dreams of going pro. Yep. Um, so some of them have the talent to make it there and some of them don't, but it's still a rare chance that you will actually become a professional, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I don't know, just in my past experience, I've been willing to wait out for someone because I, I would want them to stick around for me mm -hmm. because I have a lot of uh, goals that I want to reach. I'm always thinking of something new that I want to add on to my resume or that I want to do. Um, so I think it's a good thing to wait on someone. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I'm conflicted because I'm thinking about the situation that I was in because when that person didn't become a professional athlete, they slipped into depression. Mm. And dating someone who is depressed is not fun. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if I was ever going through something, I would want someone to... Be there with me. Yeah, be there with me. I wouldn't mm. want you to leave, but at the same time, I don't know. That's difficult. That's a difficult question. Yeah. That's a difficult question to yeah. answer because it depends on the situation. Yeah. I think the way that I processed and the way I had to really, like, this is one of the ones I had to think about a little deeper, too. When mm -hmm. uh, a close friend of mine brought that to me. Mm -hmm. um, because it was not only the potential of, you know, kind of where you are financially and in your career, but also from a standpoint of just as a person and as a partner. Mm -hmm. um, and you're like kind of just your emotional intelligence and all these different things. Like you growing and maturing as that, like truly being ready to commit and all these things. Mm -hmm. That was kind of how she presented the question. Okay, that so that helps a little bit. And she kind of presented the question that way. And the way that I told, the way that I sit, kind of broke it down to her was that um, potential is great. Potential is something that we, you know, that's obvious that you see in people. But I think um, potential must also be accompanied with ambition. And I feel like I see, at least for me, I see ambition as something that's like very active. It's action. It's it's motivating within you, kind of steadily going after what you what you're you know striving to accomplish. And I think you can always have this goal, have this dream. But I think judge judge people on you know how much they are truly judge people on the obstacles that are in front of them and the and the way that they're moving to kind of attain these specific goals. Because I think that really shows the true progress of the, the potential that they already possess mm -hmm. and, and how they're trying to acquire this goal that, they, that they're that saying setting out to do. So if it's a guy who's sitting here telling you, you know, he's not, you know, really trying to do a certain thing, or, you know, he's nearly not trying, he, he wants to have a something with you, he want to kind of keep you in this kind of gray area place, but he's saying he's not ready for whatever, whatever, because he's not right in whatever, whatever, but it's like, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. Like what is he What is he giving you Any type If he's Wanting you to be around But he's not wanting To commit to you In a way But he says This is what his goal His personal goal Is for himself What is he doing To now I, achieve that thing Because it's It's not just for you It's for what he's It's actually holding him To what he's saying He's gonna do for himself Yeah And regardless If you guys end up together Now he needs to Do what he says He's gonna do Can I give you An observation mm -hmm. Um and this is just from me looking within my circle mm -hmm. and then also looking like branching out and like looking on social media, looking at people yeah. that you went to high school with and that's your cousin, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to notice that 
a lot of men that are my age and then like mid thirties that they're starting to um, lack ambition. Mm -hmm. And then I found myself personally dating younger mm. because I don't know something about the new breed of these young men. I don't know. It's attractive. Like mm -hmm. I'm getting this degree. I'm doing this. Like I have an actual plan. Like someone actually sat this group down of young black professionals and I don't know they just got it right yeah even though there are a lot of things lacking there when it comes to maturity and just the dating part sure. but just their actual goals in life and path is more attractive mm -hmm. because a lot of men I don't know I feel like a lot of men that are my age or in that mid-30s range I feel like they're starting to give up on themselves or give up on the, the hope that they did have. Mm -hmm. Like, man, that shit not going to happen. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of, I'm in this stuck state. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want to deal with someone that's in that stuck state. I want to deal with people who, shit, I got a plan. I know where I'm going. I'm doing this, that, because I'm going to always be doing that. So I couldn't exactly. date someone who's like, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to get this money. It's plenty of ways to make money. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think. Legal ways. Yeah. Legal ways to make money. Legal. Humble yourself, my brother, and get to the money. You feel me? You're tripping out here. You're tripping. Um, I, you know, I love, I love that you brought that up, and I think you know it makes me think about the uh, little snippet of a Tupac interview. Oh Lord. Um, you might have heard it where he was speaking on just like. He was like, he was like, it ain't, he was like, the youth, like the youth are the ones who are gonna make the changes. The youth are the ones who are gonna make an impact. Because he was like, you ain't never seen no big and bad old dude. You ain't seen no big and bad 40 year old dude ready to buck and do all these things. It's young people, it's young folks who are doing these things to try to react and resist to, you know, whatever the energy is within their communities. And I was like, damn, he kinda got a point though. I really don't know that many big and bad. Like old niggas, except you know when you think about like historical figures who were like organizing and galvanizing communities to do things. But like right now, you I think when I think about you know people who are really trying to get things done from a community standpoint, they're usually fairly young or uh, you know just been doing what they've been doing for so long. They've been pretty consistent, but they started that way at a pretty young age. Mm -hmm. But I think you said a lot of things that moves to our you know to an example um because we can jump back to finances right mm -hmm. and when you're talking about like the drive and having that ambition and having that that faith and hope within yourself and then the dreams that you set up um i think uh one thing that i've noticed within uh pop culture is that there's been several you know shows that have came out and i was listening to a podcast called uh jaden xd and they and they were essentially mentioned they was talking about uh broke boy propaganda was the name was the, was the, was the words they used mm -hmm. and they used that to speak about the show love is mm -hmm. now if anyone who hasn't seen love is is you know haven't. you haven't seen it, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it it's cool I, i'll break it down to you uh without even spoiling it but it's essentially a, a dramatization of the the life of mara brock akil and her husband salim akil mm -hmm. and She's, they they created these fictitious people to kind of be them. So it was like when she was, you know, when they first met, she was actually working on, I think, the set of like Moesha or something like, or like Different World or something like that um, as a, a staff writer. 
and he was still trying to figure it out. You know, they were in there. They were both. I think she was like in her late twenties, and he was like like thirty something, um, like like thirty one, thirty two, and broke, mm-hmm. sleeping on the couch. You know, uh, unemployed, and literally they just met each other, connected, didn't see each other for a whole year. She kind of kept going and going further. Now she's like a actual writer, you know, within you know within the writers' room and. And he's still figuring it out. Like yeah. he's still trying to figure these things out. And like they still have this connection though. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of immediately kind of fall, you know, passionately in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, but then she finds out how he living, how he living, mm-hmm. how broke he is. Mm-hmm. And they definitely make it. They romanticize the that because of the connection, this is what makes her be able to, you know, really look past these specific things because of. He, the qualities that he has are abundant and as well as very uh, clear. Like, mm-hmm. he's definitely a person who seems to be sure of himself. He definitely seems to be a person who's confident. He definitely seems a person to have all these qualities that a lot of women, you know, hope to have in a man that they're going to be with. But he just doesn't have his external life together. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. it was like, that was the whole thing. It kind of uh, sounds like he's a, a Lawrence and yes. Issa. Yes. Yeah. But even, but to the, but almost to the max, um, because at least Lawrence had that Best Buy job. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Nasir definitely didn't have uh, nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about it was that one episode he was walking around with his drawers on outside in L.A. in the in the 90s, and it's like, bro, it ain't never that. It ain't never that hard. <laughs> it ain't never that hard. But. You have you have watched Insecure. Mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, <laughs> putting me on to the uh, to group me. That that, yeah. that that was a life changer. That was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, especially for this season, mm-hmm. um, and I think he's another example of a person who's been going together for five years. He still hasn't figured out what you know, figured out his next step. Um, been unemployed for quite some time, and he definitely is giving the you know. Just giving all the different kind of action and disposition that he's kind of done and kind of giving up because it's like I ain't, I ain't been on an interview in a while. I'm on the couch and so over kind of kind of like self-absorbed and so and loathing within myself that I don't even remember your birthday. And it's like, bro, you ain't got shit else. You ain't doing nothing. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like it's certain things that you. <laughs> it's your girl. You have you know, no reason to forget. That. You have no reason to forget that. And it's like, bro, boy propaganda. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that that's a thing within the culture? And do you believe? And then also depression. Yeah. Yeah. If he, if you're only thinking about yourself and like, man, I gotta get out of this slump that I'm in, but mm-hmm. not actually really doing anything. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're not thinking about somebody's birthday. You're exactly. not thinking about their feelings. You're not thinking about anything. Exactly. Because something else is taking over your whole mindset. So. Whole thing. Mm-hmm. Whole thing. And do you think pro- broke boy propaganda exists within pop culture? I think that that is a culture that I I don't get to experience or see that because of the circles that I hang around. Mm. So my peers, I know that there are people struggling, so I be struggling sometimes, but I feel like the circle that I'm within is a like a working class. Beautiful. Um, young, young, I keep saying a young black professionals, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're always going to figure out a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not to say 
it depends on what your definition of broke is, but I just feel like me and my peers we're always going to make it because we know that there are ways in which we can make it or someone's going to someone's going to help you because no one wants to watch you fail. Exactly. Because they know your potential. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I think the reason why I think it's a thing, uh why these things kinda keep popping up is because I think uh men I think so many men want some type of kind of, you know, slack or expectation or some type of uh kind of like, like you know just be, be patient with me be, you know be you know be cool like i'm i'm really trying to figure this out type of thing i think that's the energy that a lot of men certainly promote mm-hmm. um especially when they don't feel like they have it all together especially to step to and approach specific women that they want to be with mm-hmm. it's like you know you you have your degrees you 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 have your own business it's this that, and the third and that's the woman that so me that's the woman that this man wants to be with and so he certainly you know it pushes just like you know I'm pushes pushes his potential and pushes what he's doing now and pushing what he's planning on doing mm-hmm. and hoping that that plus his personality and his energy that you may or may not be attracted to mm-hmm. can you know solidify some type of connection and relationship I always say uh, in relationships I, I describe um, relationships as like this book mm. and you don't have to be on the same page yep. but at least try to be within the same chapter yeah so if a person um, uh, has yeah, a car that really that's really deep. yeah if they have a car if they live alone or even if you know they have a roommate they have some type of shelter mm-hmm. you know what I mean they have degrees it just would seem like you would want to be with someone that's similar. Yes. Because I know I'm, I'm personally, I'm afraid to be with someone that is extremely successful because I feel like we're not in the same chapter yep. uh, of life or whatever. We, we're not. Yep. And I'm going to always feel like, damn, I could be doing more. Yes, mm-hmm. that, that would motivate me to do more. Mm-hmm. But I want to be with someone that we're struggling together. We're mm-hmm. both trying to figure this out. That way we can kind of help each other on the way. Yeah, and it's understanding already already in place. It yeah, it's an understanding in place that, shoot, we both trying to make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would want to be with someone like that. I wouldn't want to be with someone. Um, and it's not even like a number thing with the actual money. It's just that if you're established, I, I don't know if I would want to be with you because I'm not established yet mm-hmm. you know what I mean so that's why I'm like when older men do approach me which is rare a lot of older Nigerian men approach me which is I think I know why but I don't know yeah. <laughs> but um, if you're established let's say you're in your 40s mm-hmm. you're probably established or you at the point of your life well this is what it is yes. you know what I mean um, or, and even people who have children mm-hmm. It's kind of like I'm. I'm not on that chapter yet. I'm still on this chapter where yeah. I, I'm extremely selfish. Yeah. And thinking about me. Yeah. I'm not gonna think about a child's needs first because it's not my child. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't feel right dating someone who had a child mm-hmm. because it's not gonna. It's, yeah, make. it's not gonna work out. Yep. It's it, it's just not gonna work out just because of the mindset that I'm in right now. And that's exactly. not gonna. That's not to say I'm always going to be like that. Mm-hmm. That's but, not where you at. Yeah. It's not. It's not where I'm at. We're not on the same chapter mm-hmm. so <laughs> I, I think that's so deep and i think that's something you know that's some free game that y'all might go back write this right write that right write that part down right there because i think um so many people um 
want it to be sometimes even the most extreme for them to be on the same page exactly but i think to put it in perspective because we all run our different races at different you know mm -hmm. at different speeds to you know to be within that same book and we both be kind of within that same area with each other uh that's why i never when, I, when it came to dating it's uh hard for me to fathom being with someone you know so so much older than me because i'm thinking i'm thinking about it like i'm, I'm not sure how it is for for women um but like i think about that too it's like you you are you have like been into your you know career for quite some time and mm -hmm. you've been doing this you're very established you're you don't you're on your second house right you, you own know? shit you own <laughs> shit you know what i'm saying you own shit and like you like me you want to you know you want to take me to your little time timeshare in right. barbados but look baby like look i, 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 I got that. you on the all-inclusive but if you're trying to go on excursions and do, you want to do it all because you can yeah like because you can do that and that's what you can do Look, I'm gonna disappoint you. You know so what I'm saying? So you what? What if she just trying to be your sponsor? You weren't gonna do it too? No, 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 no. That's no. That, that, that would have been a little different. That, that's not the vibe. That's not the vibe I got. Somebody who trying to be in an actual relationship. Yes, 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 yes. You don't, I don't, you don't, you know, I don't get proposed no, no sponsors that often. You know <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, I, I seen you, I want you type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I um, but and I think I think that and that's why I sometimes think about that when I think about uh, older men that I know who date young, mm -hmm. I think about it like, bro, like, like if I was- Like, y'all ain't got shit in common. Like, bro, if I was, if I'm if I'm 28, and I'm, and I got this 22-year-old, fresh out of college, mm -hmm. yeah, she is, quote unquote, maybe the maturest within her circle. Exactly. And she sees herself as the maturest in her circle. It's a lot of stuff, uh, a, lot, a lot of things but, that ain't going to click. But it's a whole lot of things that's not going to click. And it's a whole lot of things that you're going to notice immediately because why? She's literally experiencing them live while you're talking to her, doing whatever you're mm -hmm. doing. Like where she's like, damn, like real, like she's going to tweet, damn, real world hard. Mondays, I really hate Mondays. But damn, I've kind of missed school. It's like, this is some young ass shit that I got over like years mm -hmm. ago. Because I, because you, once you are in the real world, in real life, and you start understanding this is just the way certain things are. You approach them differently, you prepare differently, and you do certain things in a certain way. And also, everything else around you, you make it to make sense around you too. And I think we naturally do that. Because it's like you learn that this is certain, this is how you need to budget. This is You know the type of person that you are. You know you're an impulsive buyer, so you need to kind of set up rainy day funds and set up you know other funds and put your things around and move your money around a certain way. You learn about yourself and how you need to handle yourself financially and just as an adult like mm -hmm. you truly you've been adult you've been out of college for you know like six years as using the same example in that six years you get a lot of life lessons uh -huh. and now you have a person who in year one of uh, life, life lessons. lessons and they don't know they don't child. know not nothing that's you know what, what i meant earlier when i was talking about like dating younger men even yeah. though they might be fresh out of college and they didn't they didn't land at their dream job already yeah. Yeah. and they might be where you like them to be financially exactly. but it's a lot of other things that's not there yet because mm -hmm. they don't they don't not to say they don't know anything but they, they still learn it yeah, yeah right, they still right, learning right, about life so. rightfully so and i just never i never get that and like especially when i see it you know within uh because celebrities is interesting and just kind of seeing how they move it's just like i i just can't imagine to lose certain principles of life when it comes to you know just because you are a public figure, because it's certain things to me I think are just gonna be always universal no matter where you are. But it's like, duh, of course that wasn't gonna work. Like, 
of course that wasn't going to work out. Better. Like, you knew yeah. better. You engaged to this person that you knew you were just having a good time with. Like, it's just fun right now. It's dope. It's whatever. And that's cool. And then it's just like, um, I imagine, when I, when I was younger, I imagine most people who um, were in the arts, you imagine yourself being, like, famous and stuff like Hell that. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine myself being famous and then trying to date. Mm. Because most of them, it's just like, oh, well, date somebody in the industry because that your engagement and your followers are going to go up or you're going to be featured on this, that, and the third. But it's just like their schedule is just as hectic as yours. Yep. All the opportunities that are being thrown at you are being thrown right at them. Down. Everybody's willpower isn't the same. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like those couples that are able to stay together, I feel like they either number one genuinely love each other or they just know how to make a partnership work. yeah and i think about i think about just the pitfalls that we've seen you mm -hmm. know if you guys have watched like the bobby brown story mm -hmm. you know it's a part on there and it, I, I can care less if it's a spoiler you need to you should have seen it um, <laughs> but a part where his career is declining and he's now being presented with a contract that makes lily all of his money and assets kind of now be owned by whitney yeah be under her name and it was like, I just didn't understand why. They didn't really kind of go too deep into how and why that was Child, happening. he loved her. But he loved her, and he was like, she's not going to, you know, she's not going to leave me out. She's not going to do none of that. It's going to be fine. We're going we gonna to always be good. And it was just she like. Said, I never want to be in love like that. You yeah. can't be foolish in love. You can't be foolish in love. <laughs> you definitely can't be foolish in love. But I just thought that was interesting because it was like, this is an industry thing. This mm -hmm. is something that, you know, this is because we both are where we are the whole industry is going to judge us as a whole and especially because we do the same thing we both sing we both do music exactly. so our things are intermingled so so heavily like i get it if you you know if your wife is you know this model and you're an actor if you guys are in the industry in like the entertainment industry or in just as public figures but do two totally separate things um but i just i just can only imagine like i even think about it even slightly when it comes to the obamas mm -hmm. like i can only and i love the you know, the claim that, you know, Michelle's book is getting, and I, and I plan on reading it myself. Yeah, I saw her when she was at the United Center. She looked good, don't she? She looked good. She, Ooh, she looked, looked good. I, I, just want, I, just want, I just want to be around her just to, I'm talking about, I just want to hug her. Yeah. She smell good. I know she do. <laughs> don't she, though? That's the, that's the first thing I think about. Like, she looked like, like she's she just coming good. to an aura. It's yes. like, it's but like. But he looked like he smelled good, too. Yeah. That's, a, that's a nice looking family. They, they look good. Mm -hmm. And I think, I just think about. All the time, just thinking about, I really want to know her story and get her perspective on, you know, kind of how her life became. Because I think I, I, mean, I was just, I was just talking to my girl earlier today, and mm -hmm. she was just talking about how, like, uh, like Lenny Kravitz and uh, Lisa Bonet, how they were like this really like good-looking couple. And she was yeah, like, oh, she was like, it's crazy how they got put together. Whatever, whatever. They like really look good. I was like, babe, you talking about them like they still together? Yeah, yeah. They have been together for decades, like I'm a decade. About the door you know, grown. but but I was like, but you're not even the same. You ain't the only one doing that. Like yeah. a lot of people still romanticize their image and their look and their aesthetic mm -hmm. and especially because their daughter looks the way she looks and is doing what she's doing it's like makes it even more of a beautiful story yeah and she was and i was like i talked about uh i was like i can only imagine if the obamas never did what they did i think they would still be very significant people mm -hmm. just because i feel like they just are excellent in yeah. general and then she was like, well, I feel like it was inevitable. She was like, I feel like they would have kept pushing and yeah. still became what they and became. And it's not to say, like, it's not a lot of black people to look up to. For sure. But if you talking about people like your actual, like, heroes or role mm -hmm. models or something like that, 
how could you not put them up there? How you know you what not? I mean? How could you Just not? because of the type of like they showed not only um, was was he the president, she was the first lady, but they just like there were people in power and they showed that they were human. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's always going to make them um, a couple that people always think about. They were human and they were authentic and mm -hmm. they're still being authentic. They, they live in their best life now, even though we it's as crazy. a country going through hell. Yeah, they good. They, they live in their best life. Um, but I feel like. I don't know. I feel like the future has something in store and that they're going to do something even bigger than her writing a book. So. I believe that, too. Mm -hmm. I believe that, too. I think in that time and in, in the access that they acquired, I think they certainly, I don't know when, knowing that they probably thought about it in their first year, you know, in mm -hmm. 2008 of like what is going to look like afterwards and what right. we're going to like plan to do. Because um, I just, I don't know, I just feel that from them. Because and, their um, legacy because, has to go on. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think, like, I talk to so many people, and I think what I get from so many people is that who give any type of negative criticism about Obama, it's like, you don't like him because of his job. Yeah. You know? What do you yeah. think about him as, a, as, as an a individual? As a person, you can't say anything And it's like, you, it's, hard, it's hard for you to sit there and go deep about something. It's like, you really just... They'll try to make something up. Yeah. They'll they be like, well, he, um, Yeah. Uh, it's like, no. the, man, the man is a... The man is shown to be a person of, you know, of standards and moral, uh, have a great, strong moral compass. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you the if you the boot man, niggas just not gonna like you. Yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah. find out you the boot man, it's like, nigga, you 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 a terrible person. Exactly. Like, why are you doing exactly. this? Why are you doing this job? Exactly. And I think that's the same way it is with Obama. It's like. Because I've no, never we, said, we don't if, people like say that, if people say they don't like Obama or whatever like that, I automatically assume you're talking about. His his role as the president. Exactly. You wasn't with the shit he exactly. was doing, but it's just like, how can you not like him? Exactly. As a person. As a person. <laughs> like as a person. Yeah. It's. It, I, don't I don't remember know. no presidents when when children were being killed crying. I like he showed that he was human. He didn't have. He's also a grown ass man. He didn't have to cry. Yeah. And he could have. He could have. That that. He could have hid that. He could have kept the perception of like strength that they quote unquote yeah. say that's why they were reacted the way they reacted because he because you can't have the leader of the world. But he crying. has he has children. Exactly. So you know what I mean? Why wouldn't he respond like that? Exactly. But as as the rest of them did too. But you know that's yeah. that's another thing. You know? Don't get me started. I know. Politics I know. Another episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, do not yes. get me started. That is that is the yeah. Truth. Back to their relationship though. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, she always mentions how they met, and that reminded me of you talking about potential earlier. Mm -hmm. She was talking about how you know she was his boss. Mm -hmm. She was talking about how he was late, mm -hmm. and she was talking about how all of these white people was uh, basically like raving about him. And she mm -hmm. was like, "Who is this man named Barack Obama?" Yeah, uh, day, she was like, "I'm not." about to praise no black man that all these white people love because yep. he might be sure I don't know yeah. I don't know who he is think about she like you said never gave him a chance mm -hmm. that man it's no telling what that man could have been yeah it, it, it would no it's no it's really no say because I, I certainly believe in you know just you know when you reach your fullest potential with yourself and you start doing the things for yourself and then you find somebody who sees things in you to push you even further past yourself, mm -hmm. it's something that you kind of just forever get connected with. And I think that's something that's uh, so beautiful and vital that I feel like a lot of people aspire to find within a significant other. Someone who's not only your, your equal in a lot of ways, but someone who's actually like pushing you past what you've even seen yourself. Because I think that's something that's so um, 
jarring for people to figure out like when they set a goal when they've already kind of started this plan and then they meet someone that tells them it's like well, have you thought about doing this as well or doing this too and they like damn okay I'm gonna I'm give you some some more game I also say this as I said earlier about the book yes I also say that when it comes to finding a partner mm-hmm. that you shouldn't be looking for a duplicate piece to a puzzle. Mm. You should be looking for the missing piece. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have that missing piece, you can't complete the, the puzzle. Thing. Yes. I have a I have a male friend, mm-hmm. one of my my best friends. Everybody wants us to be together. Mm. Everybody wants us to be together, and what? it's like a vision. We dated. We dated when we were in high school, but yeah, it was but like was literally way, for yeah, yeah. probably a month. month. You know what I yeah. mean? And then you realize, like, no, this person is actually like we're better friends. Way better. Well, way better at friends. And I think that's and then, mature too. And then also, it's just like even though we are different, we're very much alike. I talk to this person all the time. He can finish my sentences because he knows my sense of humor because it's his sense of humor. But just because we share this likeness doesn't mean that we're supposed to be together. Exactly. And I don't want to date someone that's like me. I want to date someone that's completely different from me so that we can learn from each other. I agree. Like I don't, I could never be with someone who act exactly like me because I'm, a, I'm a hot mess. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, my, I, I think I've said this on the show possibly several times, but uh, one of my best friends, uh, Benny Rose, has uh, said something to me years ago. Um, and he, he's, he's an eclectic individual, so him, his gems are like always interesting. Mm-hmm. But he said something that was extremely deep, and it was that you know. It's weird because it's like we try to find. He's like he believes we try to find like the best reflection of ourselves and other people. Mm-hmm. And and I was like break that down for me. And he was like he was like, I'm not saying you know we're looking for someone who is just like us, but a person who is you know the us and some the parts that we are missing the parts yeah. that the parts that we want for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I I had to once once he said that I had to think about you know people I've dated and people that I've like been attracted to the people who you know from platonic and romantic like why I'm attracted to these individuals and I thought he was kind of making a good point you Mm -hmm. know thinking about just you know even thinking about missing my relationship with him Mm -hmm. and thinking about you know how free and how creative he is that's kind of how you pick your friends yeah how free and creative he is is something that I you know feel that I I, I want more within myself Mm -hmm. and when it comes to dating and you know dating people who are you know extremely organized extremely this and have these specific qualities about themselves it's like things that you know I want to be around that energy I want to be around those aspects to Mm -hmm. know and learn from and also kind of soak up and so you know kind of bring that into my own Mm -hmm. life to uh, make me even more whole yeah and um I think that's damn. That's just yeah. I was gonna say, you know, they say opposites attract also. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you are missing those things, it might be better when people go on dates and they start asking all of these questions, those typical first date questions, rather than looking for commonalities to look for something that's different. Yeah, because that might be that might be your golden ticket. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because if if you keep dating the same type of person over and over again, obviously. It might not just be them, it might be you. For and sure. that you need to change something sure. about what you're actually looking for because the, the very thing that you're afraid of might be the thing that actually works for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had to say that to a girl who, uh, she was a serial dater who mm-hmm. only dated like athletes. Mm-hmm. And she like, 
was head over heels for this like sure guy who kind of had this real preacher type of like vibe about him great great orator all that she could not understand why she liked him she was just like i don't and because I was like, he's different. And not only he's different, <laughs> I was like, you like what you like. Like, yeah. that type shit, if you just stick in with that, and that's what, how you live in your life, you're going to be disappointed. It has yeah. not worked yet. You ain't got to tell me. It has I, not worked I yet. Too was, I, too, was a victim. <laughs> a, a high yellow athlete. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, it was just, you know, physical appearance. Of course, there are other things that I like, too. That's but so then, funny. like... When I actually sit down and think about people that I genuinely like and I'm thinking, too, I can see a future with this person. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like what I have been dating. Yep, so. yep, yep. I agree. I agree. Okay, last question, last thing. Mm-hmm. Or better yet, I, don't even, I don't even know if it's a question, but I guess <laughs> I would love for you to give your last little piece of free game on just kind of the, when it comes to all of what you've noticed within, you know, just millennials and within dating. Because um, I believe, you know, specifically, this is specifically, you know, for them as well, a message mm-hmm. for them because I feel like they'll understand all these things that we've spoken on. What is something, what is some type of free game that you want to impart on the people? Okay, so free game. A little, little final free game. So I would say um, to stop looking for love mm-hmm. and to let love find you Mm -hmm. um let it be organic Mm -hmm. Uh, i was thinking the other day like love is like love is like when you go to the mall you know you had a party to go to and you're looking for something specific um let's say you're looking for i don't know oh you're going to all white party you can't find a white dress you're going to the mall and you're looking for you're looking for and you can't find it mm-hmm. you can't find what you're looking for whenever you go in some place shopping you can never find what you're looking for but it'd be the day you broke you ain't got no money you and you it. just go on with somebody else mm-hmm. and you find it mm-hmm. you know what i mean or it's literally there just in your face so just stop looking for things to happen mm-hmm. um and just not wait because you don't have to sit up and think about it all day either but just i don't know Continue living your life and let it come to you. (laughs) Let it come to you. Stop being so um, hungry for the need to basically showcase that you are in a relationship to the world. Because Mm -hmm. that's literally between you and your mate. Yep. If you find them, you find them. If you don't, you don't. I love that. I love that. that. And and one thing I want to say to specifically the the fellas is um, a thing of... um, Really, we 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 truly need to in the times that we're living in. I do believe that there do that does need to be kind of like a paradigm shift for us to get into our own expression, our own emotions, unpacking some of the things that we maybe be avoiding, so that we can you know become full individuals, become full people, uh, understand calling ourselves out and catching our flaws and understanding our flaws and going deeper with those things so that we can improve. So when it comes to dating and finding people, I think we need to, just because certain things are abundant in times when you feel like you can really be with whoever you want to be with, whatever, whatever, I think not only taking the time, but also taking the time, when you are taking that time alone to be single, um, looking into yourself and doing the work that you need to do. Um, and, that, and that's facing whatever demons that you may possess, but we gotta do that because I think so often I've seen so many people get into relationships and even myself is, you know, I'm guilty of it. And then discovering these things about yourself. And then now you have to kind of, you know, retroactively 
work on those things within it. And so and and that can put it that can really put an interesting effect on the person that you're with. If you, you know, you notice these things and you but you could have no these things are always present with you. Um, but you just haven't taken the time to truly see these things in yourself and work on those things. So I want everybody to be aware of themselves and just do the work to make themselves full and and the best people with the best habits uh, and be their full selves. Um, Kiana, yes. I would love for you to give everyone um, your Instagrams and all the things. Instagrams. Because they need, you sound you know, like Kodak Black. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> you know, people just need to know and be able to follow you and continue to get any little free game or continue to just, you know what I'm saying, let you know that they like what, you know, your jeans or like <laughs> your hair that day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever it is, because everybody needs those cool energies sometimes. Yeah. You feel me? So please, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my social media is the same on everything. If you are looking for me, you can simply um, use the at symbol and then Kiana Alicia, so K-E-Y-A-N-A-A-L-I-C-I-A. And then if you guys are interested in learning more about Etc. Social, which is the Millennial Social Club, uh, you can visit our website at etc. E-T-C-E-T-E-R-A social dot com. And then you can follow us on Instagram at E-T-C Chicago. I like how y'all spelled it all the way out too. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you know, that's a yeah. Yeah, because a lot language. of people also didn't know how to spell it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We need to. We got to get on our vocab. Um, if you don't know now, you know you can listen to the Simply King podcast. Uh, just about everywhere podcasts are available. Um, uh, Spotify, the Spotify hookup is certainly coming soon, and I'll definitely keep the, I got you guys up to date on all those things. At the end of the year, I plan on kind of, you know, putting the archived episodes within YouTube, so look out for that as well. Uh, cool stuff happening. Cool stuff happening. We're on the road to the 100th episode, so it's dope, you know? And uh, love y'all for listening. I love you for giving me your time, Kiana. Yeah. And, um, Really, really, uh, you want to continue to keep the conversation going and engage with me. You can follow me everywhere at Kings underscore memoirs. Follow the podcast page on Instagram at Life is uh, Simply King Pod, um, as well as um, email, my email is life, uh, life is king one at gmail.com. And um, check out the check out the uh, website as well as the Facebook page, the Simply King Podcast, just to keep the conversation going or just, you know, interested in being a guest, interested in working together, interested in collaborating in any way, shape, or form. Let's keep it all going. This is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans, Simply Being Humans. I am Rodney Perry, also known as King, and this is Simply King. Thank you.